0: Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.
1: The University of Calgary is a leader in cutting edge research, and our guest today is at the forefront of all of it. Nima Najand is the director of the Life Science Innovation Hub at the university. He holds a PhD in medical genetics and a master's in cell biology. Tara, you told me it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it very just interesting. Just wait.
2: Nima's going to make this fun.
1: He brings 10 years of experience supporting the research and development of early stage technologies through commercialization. Nima is here to tell us more about the process. Good morning, Nima. Good morning. Thanks Good for having morning, me. Good morning,
2: Tara. Good morning. Okay, Good morning. now show
1: me the fun with yeah. biology and, and and cells and genetics.
2: <laughs> well, we were just talking talking about the fact that there are a lot of people in Calgary who don't know about this innovation hub and what it's all about. So, here's an opportunity. What's the whole objective of of the innovation hub?
3: So, the Life Sciences Innovation Hub has really been built to help early stage life sciences companies. So, it exists to fill the gaps within the knowledge and the support that the companies need in Calgary in the life sciences sector. So, our definition of life sciences is really quite broad. Um, obviously, it includes the health sciences. We're talking about diagnostic companies, medical devices, therapeutics, but also ag companies and vet med companies. We have companies that are doing testing for breweries um, in there that are uh, more of a service company. So fun there you stuff. Go, yeah. We have the wrong guest. Once you start talking about breweries, things get more interesting. So, yeah, absolutely.
2: So it's not just when I was first reading about this, I was thinking it was a long like, pharmaceutical Type of avenues, but you're talking, it's much broader than that. So give us an example.
1: I also saw social kind of innovations Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: so the Life Science Innovation Hub was the first hub that Innovate Calgary launched, um, almost as a tester to see what works and what doesn't work in terms of support for very early stage companies. Mm -hmm. Since then, we've launched the Social Innovation Hub which focuses more on social impact than just pure dollars generated by the company. So that's a huge criteria of accessing and getting into the social innovation hub. We also have the Energy Transition Center downtown in the ampersand building uh, in partnership with Avatar. Um, and we're just about to launch another hub, which is confidential right now, but uh, but we'll mention it pretty soon in on November 22nd.
2: You'll have to come mm. back for that. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So can you give us a, a, a good example of maybe something that has gone through the process through to commercialization that we can see on the market right now that came through the hub?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the hub has actually only been around for Uh, since 2019, so just four years now. Mm -hmm. And the life cycle of a life sciences product typically is much, much longer than that. But uh, one example that we can kind of show is uh, a company called Nimble Science. So the gut microbiome, we're finding more and more that it's involved in all kinds of things that you just wouldn't anticipate. Everything from arthritis to autism to depression, all kinds of issues are being linked and correlated to the microbiome. Now, What's
2: that?
1: The, so, good yeah.
3: question. Maybe yeah. I should step back a bit. The microbiome- <laughs> We're not
2: all geniuses, PhDs in genetics. So. Um,
1: so, Translation, <laughs> please. Yeah,
3: microbiome is basically all the germs and bacteria that live inside and outside of you there are more bacterial cells in your body than there are human cells. So it actually is a huge constituent of who we are and our makeup, but we've until recently haven't had a way to study it. Um, And so with the advent of next generation sequencing, where we can sequence large amounts of genetic data, we can now start to ask questions about the microbiome. What's in us? What is it doing? What proportions are different bacteria and viruses present? So as we're doing those studies, we're finding all these new information and new kind of correlations that we haven't been able to identify before. But still, we don't have a great way of sampling the gut microbiome. Um, Right now, it's, it's, Fecal samples, and and that's kind of the end portion of the microbiome. But the earlier stages of the gut, uh, we can't really sample. So we have a company called Nimble Sciences um, that actually started off at the Life Science Innovation Hub with one employee. And during the course of four years, have developed a small capsule. It's about the size of a regular pill. You swallow that, it is time to open inside of your gut. Takes a small sample, closes, and then you retrieve it later, as you would imagine how you would retrieve that. Mm -hmm. Um, um, But inside is a sample of your microbiome that is would be otherwise very difficult to access without an endoscopy. So um, we can then go sequence that and then try and identify all kinds of issues. So they're actually now... Um, their product is in humans, and they're sampling gut microbiomes for all kinds of trials. You didn't wow. bring us samples of that. Not today. Capsule. Not today. Okay, thank God.
1: <laughs>
2: so you can't you can't access that right now. It's uh, like on the market. It's it's in trials. So right now? it
3: is it is both in trials, but they're also using it to for other clinical trials. Because a lot of times, when um, let's say a pharmaceutical company is giving a new medication that might impact your microbiome, they don't really have a way of figuring out whether it is mm-hmm. or it isn't. Right. So that. Um, pharmaceutical company would then use these pills to sample the microbiome and then figure out what the effect of their drug is on the microbiome. So those trials are incorporating these little capsules
1: already.
2: So it's so like, I'm volunteers,
1: sorry. Volunteers have to agree to
2: that. Volunteers <laughs> have to
1: agree to that. It's, it's less painful than you think.
2: <laughs> I'm so interested in all of this because uh, I've been reading so much about that gut and brain mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. Um, you know, with ADHD, with kids and whatnot. And so uh, the other thing is when people are on antibiotics, and I hear all the research about how you need to make sure you're on prebiotics uh, or in probiotics as well. Mm-hmm. So is that all part of what you're talking about?
3: Absolutely. The research yeah. that kind of came to those conclusions of how antibiotics really devastate your microbiome and has to be rebuilt almost from scratch. Um, that's coming out of the research that isn't necessarily enabled by this capsule because that just came to market. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, it's going to inform a lot of the future studies and a lot of the future information that we derive. And so those kinds of studies are enabled by companies that um, were, well, at least this one company that Mm -hmm. was
1: born and raised in Calgary. That's great. So what's the process? I have an idea. What's the process? How do I become your client, your your Employee, whatever the status is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really accessing the resources at the Life Science Innovation
3: Hub is done through a membership model. So a company comes and talks to me, says, okay, we need. So the things that we have are lab space, we have over $3 million worth of equipment that they can access, we have funding, both non dilutive and dilutive funding, we have advisors. Uh, and then we have a sense of community. So companies feel like they belong to more than just their own company. So if a company wants to access those resources, they talk to me and say, okay, this is the technology I have, this is the stage I'm at, and I need the following. And so they fill out a very simple application form, and then we vet them
1: and then let them into the hub and start utilizing those resources within a week. So you have already you have to already have a company. It's not just I've come as a student or someone that... You know, I just finished uh, studying a year ago and now I have this bri- brilliant idea. Yeah, it's not mandatory to have a company. We definitely have a lot of kind of you know, garage inventors so to
3: speak <laughs> that might have a, might have a cool technology. In fact, one of the companies that we have um um uh, the guy was working out of his garage um egggene they're creating kind of high protein content crops. Um and so he was doing a lot of research in his garage using Home tools. Like he was using an instant pot as a little autoclave to sterilize his media. And so now that he's at the Life Science Innovation Hub, obviously he has access to world-class equipment. He still loves using his instant pot though, because you know our autoclaves, which is what we use to sterilize things, is a two, three hour cycle. That's a 30, 30 minute cycle. So he still uses that because it works for him.
2: So now when you bring something through to commercialization and it starts to turn a profit, do you actually get some of those profits?
3: No, that's the best part. Okay. I mean, not the best part <laughs> for us. I was going to say. Uh, no, our mandate is economic development. So
2: mm.
3: when a company starts making profits, that's a win for us. Not We don't get the profit, but our metrics are number of jobs created, revenue generated by the company, success and milestones achieved by the company. So really, we're here to support the ecosystem and get as many successful companies in Calgary, both by supporting local companies, but also, being an attractant for external companies to come set up shop here in Calgary. And we've had a lot of number of companies come from, you know, Singapore. We've had a couple of companies come from Iran, certainly other parts of the Canada and U.S. as well. So it's really acting as an attractant um, and as an economic development play for the city.
2: Do they have, are there other innovation hubs across the country or are we unique at U of C? Um,
3: there, almost every city has some kind of incubator space. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, the, but the combination of things that we have and we offer as part of this hub is actually quite unique. And I've had a number of other people visit from other ecosystems, Toronto, Montreal, even Boston. They're like, yeah, all of these pieces kind of exist within different organizations in different places, but you guys have it all under one roof and it's so nice. I've never seen something so complete anywhere. So, so we've get a lot of that.
1: Our guest this morning is Nima Najand, director of Life Life Sciences Innovation Hub. We have to take a short commercial break.
0: Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.
2: We're back with Nima Najan, the director of Life Sciences Innovation Hub at the University of Calgary. We were just talking about how fun it is to listen to somebody who's really passionate about what they're doing. And that's you in a nutshell. So uh, what? where does that passion come from for this type of work?
3: Honestly, it's hard not to be passionate about this kind of work because it's really one of those things that you know a lot of people say, oh, we're changing the world, making the world a better place. But the companies we work with legitimately are making the world a better place are coming up with better health solutions um, issues to solve hunger um, lower carbon footprint for all kinds of things so it's it's really great and and the passion comes from talking to the entrepreneurs for a lot of them they this is their baby they're so excited they came up with this idea they've often struggled to get it to where it is today. Um, and it is a struggle. Entrepreneurship is definitely a struggle. And yet, despite all of that, they're always just so excited to talk about what they have. <laughs> um, and so when you're surrounded by people like that, um, you feed off that energy. And that's one of the great things about working within the kind of early stage startup ecosystem. We're not talking about like the big Pfizer's and the mercs of the world. I think that's where the passion maybe starts to to wane a bit. But certainly these early stage companies is where all the energy and excitement is at.
1: Um, Nima, I was looking through the website and I saw that uh, you registered there 114 startups already. Uh, that's on your website. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how do we keep them in Calgary? How do we keep them here to employ more people in Calgary? And and how do you? Is there a kind of a mechanism that you have, or part of your agreement, or? Or it's free for all? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Uh,
3: the most updated numbers is 370. So those are... Don't, I, I we don't update we our website yeah. often. <laughs> <laughs>
1: someone, someone was sleeping on, on his or hair watch. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, um, we can't force any companies to stay. Uh, there are certainly certain jurisdictions that say if we fund you, you have to stay for a certain period of time or pay us back double or they have various programs. We try not to use a stick and use more of a carrot. And my philosophy is that if you make an environment that's conducive for companies to stay, they will stay. Calgary is an amazing city. It's an amazing place to find talent. It's an amazing place to live and raise a family. So if the companies have everything they need in Calgary, they have no reason to leave. Where we find companies end up leaving is they get to a stage where like, okay, the support brought me to where I am today, but there is no support for that next stage. And I you know, This other ecosystem has that, so I need to move. And oftentimes, it's not actually an easy decision because their employees have to move, and sometimes I lose keys employees, key employees who don't want to move. Um, so what we do is really try and talk to the companies all the time. It's like, where are you at? What do you need next? And always evolve and adapt our programs and what we offer to their needs so that we can address that ahead of time
1: so that we can say, well, you have no reason to leave. you should, You should stay here. You mentioned that we have good talent, and if I look at uh, the uh, you know, of Albert Innovation Calgary, and I look at the three different uh, subcategories you have, we were we were known for many years as a one horse, you know, a lot of oil and gas or energy, you call it, mm-hmm. and now that we're dealing with uh, life sciences and social, do we have now new talent? Is is, is our Did our universities change a little bit? I I wouldn't say that the universities changed significantly. Obviously, universities
3: are always evolving as well to to address the, the kind of talent gaps. But all the talent that we were creating and spending millions of dollars to educate these PhDs and master's students were actually leaving the province. What we're finding now is that since there are jobs for these people within the companies in the more diversified economy, they're choosing to stay. So that investment, not just in the companies, but in the people, in the students, uh, we're actually retaining them as well. And and I can certainly speak from my uh, experience. You know, when I graduated from the University of Calgary, there was virtually no life sciences companies for me to find a job in. Um, so I, I I had family in Calgary, so I had reason to stay, but um, I knew within my sector it would be very difficult to get a job, so I started actually looking at the energy industry. Um, And I started at Innovate Calgary as an energy technology analyst, completely outside of the scope of anything (laughs) I had learned, but certainly Wikipedia was a great teacher, so trying to understand how SAGD works. Um, And eventually... Oh, I've been there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And so eventually as the ecosystem evolved... um, more and more opportunities came up. And now I regularly get students reaching out for me from the university and saying, hey, do you know a company that's hiring? I'm like, here you go, here's five. So so absolutely, there's a lot more opportunity here.
2: We're with Nima Najan, the director of the Life Sciences Innovation Hub at the University of Calgary. I heard an interview with the president and CEO of the Mayo Clinic. And he was talking about how they needed to have a mindset shift with the doctors there in order to turn their profits around. Uh, They were losing money. And of course, in the States, it's a different, it's a completely different structure. Um, But what he said was he needed to help the doctors understand what it meant to run a business because they were doctors, they were not business people. And so I look at you with your PhD in medical genetics, a master's in cell biology, and uh, yet you are helping entrepreneurs take their businesses through to the commercialization process. So where did you learn your business acumen? How did you get all of that knowledge with IP and just everything that you know about starting a business?
3: Yeah, um, so I had great mentors. Um, I I mean, I took some business courses in undergrad and and during my courses in in university, but that was very foundational and fundamental. Mm -hmm. The actual practical elements of running companies and getting them to the next stage, I really learned on the job through, like I said, great mentors who sat down with me and through experience and, and I'm always curious. So I'm always reading. I'm always learning how things are done and talking to people and talking to some of the entrepreneurs who've gone through this multiple times and often have failed. And it's through those failures that they can tell me like, okay, I went down this path. It was wrong. Please don't make the mistakes I
1: made. And it's, it's, so it's been, been very fortunate to have some great mentors. Mm. Um, as you know, Tara. start, doesn't care about numbers. I care about numbers. So let's go back what? to the numbers. <laughs>
2: Who says I don't care about numbers?
1: So you, you mentioned that uh, it's only four years mm-hmm. uh, since uh, you started. And uh, usually it takes more time. So what's the average time it takes from the idea to being you know, licensed, commercialized, uh, or, or market the product to the public? Yeah, absolutely. And, like- and how much money does it cost? Innovative Alberta or Innovative Innovation Calgary? So, um, we... The, and we're talking averages. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and it,
3: it, it's hugely dependent on the type of technology. So, um, uh, diagnostic, for example, can get onto the market in the course of three, four years, um, depending on the technology, maybe even earlier. Um, Nimble Sciences, for example, Capsule, like I said, was... It was in four years, a therapeutic where you're talking about a, uh, a new drug can take a decade and billions of dollars. Right. And so it's the amount of money invested is hugely significant. Um, Innovate Calgary, to be clear, doesn't, isn't the only source of money. What we do through the seed funds that we have called USeed will go in typically as the first investor before most angels and VCs would invest because it's way too high risk. And the value that we provide is that we do a heavy amount of diligence on the company looking at the IP, looking at the market opportunity, looking at the team. And once we USeed puts the money into the company, and it's not a huge check, it's like one hundred and fifty up to $300,000 dollars, Um, that then incentivizes all these other investors who are sitting on the sidelines who we partner with to invest in the company as well. So I think the current metric is, uh, and since you like numbers so much, uh, Mm -hmm. for every dollar that we invest, those companies get 16 additional dollars uh, from other investors who are looking to see what we're doing so that they Mm -hmm. can Mm co-invest in the company. That's huge. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: So you, you talk about, you know, being able to work with these entrepreneurs, the young entrepreneurs, or who knows, it doesn't mean they don't have to be young to be entrepreneurs, um, and also from your mentors. So what, what energy do you get from the young entrepreneurs, from the people just starting businesses? Like, what have you learned from them?
3: Um. Yeah. So the young entrepreneurs are always the most idealistic. Um, And and so (laughs) it's it's the older ones that have had a few failures and understand Mm -hmm. where the uh, issues will be. Um, But the young entrepreneurs come in bright eyed, really great idea. Uh, And sometimes, unfortunately, we have to burst their bubble and say, okay, you know, you might have an idea, but have you talked to your customer? Have you looked at the market? Have you looked at your competitors? And -hmm. and sometimes when they start doing that research, they're like, well, maybe this isn't such a great idea. Um, But the opportunity there for them is to pivot. Um, so I think entrepreneurship really is a personality. Um, it's kind of a way of life. And so if you have that bug, even if you have a really bad first idea, you're bound to have a maybe a bad second idea, but eventually you'll have a good idea that's going to stick. And we're help, here to help guide them into that good idea.
1: Our guest this morning was Nima Najand, director of Life Sciences Innovation Hub. Thank you, Nima, for being our guest. It thank was you. a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that yeah, was great.
2: Thank you, Nima. And I just also want to mention a big thank you to Calgary Economic Development for being our main sponsor of Calgary Next.
0: Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.